Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. First of all, social media is a slang term. It's a term we came up with, you know, seven or eight years ago. All it really represents is a term of the apps and websites that the far majority of human beings pay attention to on the mobile device. And when you frame it as social media, with the empathy that I deploy of who's in this room, it becomes a little bit of an afterthought, maybe post the last political election, people are taking it a little bit more seriously. But the punchline being is the word of social media literally may be the worst branded term in marketing today because for the far majority of the leaders and the players and the movers, the C-suites, the investors, the power organizations, It is a term that makes them think afterthought and then the reality of just pure data of what people spend their time on, it is emerging at the forefront at a level that we've never seen before. My my passion is very simple. I love to say in in this moment, I love social media because it sells shit. To me, it's not something that I'm emotional about. If Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter are here today or tomorrow, that is completely irrelevant to me. The only thing that I'm interested in is where is the end attention of every consumer in the world and how do I reverse engineer it and arbitrage the message that I'm looking to achieve, whether that is to make a buck, whether that is to cure a disease that a family member has, whether that's to run for mayor. And I genuinely believe that this entire conference has an enormous collective misunderstanding of how far along we are in the reality of this shift. Uh, What I mean by that is I genuinely believe most of you believe this is coming and it's emerging. I do not believe that most people recognize that things that we're seeing in the retail sector, the things that we're about to see at CPG and the things that we're about to see in big media are so much closer than people realize. If the people in this room understood that some of the investments that I'm involved with that are PE backed are running Facebook ads on the propaganda of the companies to be able to create the B2B sell of that company to another financial institution and the success rate that has. If they understood how Buddy Media sold for a billion dollars to Salesforce on the back of targeted ads against the decision makers or how there are media companies where we represent the TV shows of those media companies and we run ads against the 84 decision makers that decide who wins a Golden Globe. If the people in this room really understood what was happening in this device and on the platforms that represent over 50% of the time of Americans on this device, they would take this far more serious. If they actually understood how much Facebook targeted ads leads to elections more so than a tweet. If they understood that right now there's a $5 billion market for Instagram influencers where pretty people or influencers take a picture with a product and sell them at a scale. If they understood that what's happened over the last 100 days with retail is not only a preview, it's the complete beginning of the end to anybody who has infrastructure at retail with the overhead in leases and brick and mortar because we're just hitting the crescendo. My friends, the internet, the internet is just now hitting scale. Windows 95 is when non-nerds actually went on the internet. We're only about 20 years 
into this and we are now fundamentally at scale and we continue to sit here and there's enormous amounts of investing decisions being made on a reality that no longer exists. Now, the problem is within the digital landscape, there's a complete mix too. This is not a blanket statement. Snapchats and Twitter's weaknesses have real weaknesses behind their valuations, but a Facebook and Amazon world is so strong, so much stronger than people realize, and the disruption is so much greater. And so what's basically happening right now is when you factor in the thing that I'm most fascinated by, which is right now, $80 billion of television advertising is going directly in the trash. $80 billion in TV advertising is going directly in the trash because, you know what? This is actually a worthwhile show me your hands. Real quick, and let's all agree that this is not a 14-year-old teenage girl crowd. By show of hands, how many people in this room when they now watch television, watch it on their time? Outside of live sports, TiVo, Netflix, HBO Go, you're watching on your time. Please raise it high and don't get lazy. I mean, go higher and I want the front row to look at what I'm looking at. Go higher, don't let it go. Look around, cool, everybody. Next. How many people here, when given the chance, are fast forwarding or looking at their cell phone when the commercial comes up? Show me your hands. My friends, $80 billion going directly in the trash. If you understood the complete naivete at the Procter & Gamble level, if you understood the complete naivete at the Coca-Cola level, if you understood the complete naivete at the Mercedes level, they're throwing real money in the trash. And the alternative is, and let me give you the media landscape. There's four to five holding companies in media that are getting the disproportionate amount of the media allocation for the biggest brands and biggest B2B and B2C companies in the world. They are all publicly traded companies, so they care about their margin. Their greatest margin comes in two products, television and what's called programmatic banner, programmatic digital ad buying. These are the banners and the pop-ups on desktop computers that not a single fucking person here gives a shit about. And so, 95% of the money being spent by the biggest businesses in the world, and I don't even want to get into the majority of what you guys are thinking about, the B2B sector, or the financial sector, or the OTC healthcare center, which uses rules as an excuse to not do this at all. And so, I'm sitting around pleasantly excited. In 2005, YouTube came out, I started a wine show, it made me big. it built my business even more. I realized I had, a ta- I had a talent greater than selling a couple more cases of Bordeaux wine, and I realized my ability to be intuitive about where consumers' attention was quicker than the rest of the world was not a CFO-based arbitrage. It was an EQ-CMO-based arbitrage, and I decided to use my intuition to invest in early-stage companies back in 2006. The first three companies I put money into in order were Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook back in 2007. So I made a couple of dollars, as you can imagine. Uh, I went on to invest in Uber and Snapchat and Pinterest early enough to make a couple of dollars. But what I did more interestingly was seven years ago at the height of my financial wealth because of those investments, I decided to create a company called VaynerMedia. I decided that I was gonna go on a 10-year mission to start a client service business, which everybody in here knows is a piece of crap business, not fun to have an eight times EBITDA business. I decided to eat shit for 10 years and have clients that had no idea what the hell they were talking about because they went to the University of Chicago and learned how to build a brand. 
and I decided to learn what was actually happening in the trenches from the inside and reverse engineer it. And so now I'm seven, eight years in. I have an 800 person firm in New York, LA, London, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, and my main goal seven years ago was I believe that over the last seven years, just going back to 2008, I believe that over that next decade from 2009 to 2019, that companies like 3G were gonna win. That Wall Street was gonna reward extreme cost cutting because I knew that those companies were massively bloated and were not being well run in the reality of the world. I believed that that was not my strength. I'm not excited about Excel sheets and CFO financial arbitrage. What I'm good at is building top line revenue and understanding how to grow businesses and health. And I felt that after about a decade or 15 years, Wall Street would get tired of that 3G blueprint and would actually ask them to grow some businesses and I felt that there is a world filled of people that look like you and that CFO driven Excel arbitrage but very few people understand where consumers attention are that is grossly underpriced and would understand how to deploy in that environment and grow businesses. And that's what I'm in the middle of and that my friends, for everybody in this room, is the carnage that is about to happen to the Fortune 1000 world, both B2B and B2C over the next decade. When you compound the macroeconomic and the macro political issues at hand and you look and deploy any level of common sense, any level of common sense of how you walk around the world and watch what people consume, you will understand how enormous the stakes of what I'm talking about are right now. There's not a normal 38-year-old woman in America that is going to page 119 of Vogue and deciding that that brand is what she's gonna buy. And so, you have four to five organizations, media companies that are publicly traded, that are plopping tens of billions of dollars into shit places because it's ROI positive for them, not for their clients, and they're bleeding to death the biggest brands in the world. You have a B2B sector that is using things like, first of all, just not thinking of themselves as a consumer brand or a media company, which is complete naivete in a 2018 world, or they're using the excuses that everybody in this room is using, which is the legalities around what you can and can't say. I took all my financial service friends, and they're like, Gary, I can't use this stuff. I'm like, no, no, you can't make that claim. You can use it, you just don't want to use it. You can use it, you just care about short-term results, you're not betting on the next 36 to 48 months. And so for me, I'm very excited. I made those great investments, I'm looking at the landscape, there's enormous opportunity, but what's happening, and this is happening in every sector, please, 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 for yourself or for your organizations or for your homies that are in the industry, there's a great misunderstanding which is we are in the age of the death of a thousand cuts. Everybody sits around and says, well, is LVMH gonna be in trouble because of Coach or is it Nike versus Under Armour? This is not the conversation. In the last 60 days, in my fancy new office in Hudson Yards, I've sat and watched 50 startup founders come in in the fashion sector, two individuals, guy, girl, 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 guy, guy, and say that we've gone from zero, zero, to $4 million in sales in the last 12 months on the back of just Facebook ads and or influencers on Instagram for less than a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yet, Ralph Lauren thinks it's a good idea to put huge billboards and print ads all over the place. The fuck is going on out here? And the amount of money that people are pouring into this reality to hope, and you know, yesterday when the market, like literally, literally, the strategy that I believe that 98% of this world is deploying right now is this. 
Everybody's just hoping it holds out long enough for you to get through the other end and your economics are in place. And this is why there's going to be so many people that lose because here's what happened. This, my friends, is the remote control of our society. When you understand what happens when Facebook launches its OTT play in a couple of months and when every single person in 18 months is sitting on their couch and doing this, swiping one little move, whether it's Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, one little move from video or content on your phone to your television. When you actually understand, my great miss in investing was I passed on Uber in the angel round twice, twice, and came in a little bit later, and it was off of one huge mistake that I hope you do not make, which is the following. The number one thing that Uber sells is time. Uber sells time and even scarier, the perception of time. Every single person in this conference right now has called an Uber and has watched cabs drive by them while they waited for their Uber. What what Amazon Alexa is doing with sound and voice, why we've seen a massive growth in podcasts is because there's three ways tried and true, not this new shit, not social media, not what the kids are doing. From the beginning of time, there's three ways that we are gonna consume something. Visually, audio, or reading, right? Video, audio, written word. And we have had an extreme explosion in technology over the last five to seven years on video that is just beginning, and we are about to have a massive one around sound. For example, the number one thing that the far majority of the people in this room should do is they or their organization should start a weekly or monthly podcast immediately and become the media company within their organization and become the media company that uses that media as the gateway drug to the B2B or B2C behavior that they're interested in. My career is built on the fact that I've converted myself into a media property and that I use that arbitrage to make all the financial gains that I will make for the rest of my life and then I'll buy the New York Jets, win seven Super Bowls and die. That's the plan. (laughs) And what's most interesting about that plan is I was undereducated, I was an immigrant, I'm very insular, I don't like mentors, and so it's taken me 20 years or so to figure out, oh shit, this is just about long term versus short term. This is just that the far majority of the world wants to trade in the moment for the quick ROI, and that if you can hold your breath and you're historically correct and you understand what's actually gonna happen, you can win every time. What I don't think everybody in this room has calibrated, unlike all the dips, ups and downs in the financial world over the last 40 years, the thing that you're not seeing is that communication of human beings is being arbitraged. You may have an inkling now, because shit's hitting the fan in the world. If <laughs> the level of disruption that is coming is extraordinary. And in the short term, and I really just genuinely don't know what most of you do here for a living, but in the short term, I promise you, the incumbents that don't, like, the level of Walmart and Target being out of business in my head is extreme. The level of the biggest fashion brands in the world being out of business is extreme. You know, when I, when I think about how vulnerable the Nikes and the Under Armors are because of cool kids on Instagram, it sounds, subtle and funny, but everything that fucks you in the end sounds funny and subtle in the beginning. (laughs) It's true. And so kind of looking at the program before I got out here and who's talking and what the hell they'll be talking about, I hope for three of you, you actually really paid attention to what I said. 
Because I'm telling you right now, this is the talk, this is the reality, this is actually what's happening. And I'm very empathetic. One thing I am not is naive. I understand that some of you have created the infrastructure or the timing of what you're up to right now will not have you fully impacted by this. I also know it may happen tomorrow. And so there are three core sectors. Again, I'm just trying to leave value. Three things, retail, bricks and mortar, way worse than you think. I know you've been given a preview over the last 30 days, 100 days, it's about to get real, real ugly. Number two, these big media companies are in deep shit. And I mean bad, the internet is the middleman, not Viacom or News Corp. And number three, if you are underestimating what the, you know, you have seen the long-term legacy CEO that said, screw you Wall Street for the short term, I'm gonna win at the end for legacy because I've made enough money, and you've seen what that means. When you understand, when they look the part of Bezos and they look the part of Zuckerberg and they are the layer on top of the internet itself for communication and consumption, you need to understand how extreme that actually plays out. So please stop thinking that this is your 16-year-old teenage girl's behavior. This is actually your behavior. You just haven't deployed it into your business life yet because it's not in your short-term financial interest. Thank you. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world, if you could go and leave a rating on iTunes. Your word of mouth is my oxygen.